The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Frank DeSantis, who's the Vice President of Breakthrough Innovation at Stanley Blanket Decker. Hi, Frank. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome, Frank, and thanks for joining us. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your role at Stanley Black & Decker. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Frank DeSantis. I've been with Stanley for about 19 years. My background's actually in marketing and business development. Spent a lot of years in training, marketing, sales, product development. And about four years ago, I had the opportunity to come over and help start a breakthrough innovation group to really look at how we not only disrupt ourselves, but disrupt the industries that we support and call on today. So really cool opportunity for the last four years. Specifically, in the last two years, I've been focused on our infrastructure business and focusing on how we disrupt that. Great. We know that Stanley Black & Decker has been around for a long time (laughs) and have really been innovating tools in a variety of industries, construction and industrial, in addition to ones that people may be already familiar with for Stanley Black & Decker. So what many might not know is that you're using AI and other innovative technologies to push these capabilities even farther. So can you tell us more about these innovative technologies and just in general how AI plays a role at Stanley Black & Decker? Yeah. So like you said, we've been around for about 175 years, really focused on hardware, the physical aspects of knives and tape measures and drills, the traditional products that people know us for. The last couple of years has really been a transformation or looking at how we use AI and software and digital, not only to make us smarter, but our tools smarter, really for the end user and the consumer. It's really about them. And that's where we start. How can we make them more productive, more efficient? So we're on this mission and this journey to get talent in our organization that looks at AI and software and digital and data mining. And what does that all mean? How do we apply that to our products? And so we're really looking at it from all angles, from a talent perspective, technology perspective, and then where and how we can apply it. Yeah, it's interesting because we say, you know, AI is disrupting and moving into just about every single industry. And this is no different where I don't think people traditionally think of a tool company as an AI company, but you're going to need it eventually. I think that's really where it strategically positions us for the future, because you're right. Traditionally, we've been seen as a hardware company. I think in 10 years and 15 years, we may not be known for a software company, but if we don't have that element and people don't recognize us for innovation or expanding our abilities, The growth is really going to come from those avenues. Yeah. And I know that Stanley Black & Decker recently used algorithms to help with redesigning of tools. So can you tell us how this process was different than how you've done it in the past and for 175 years? And maybe what some of your future plans are for how you're going to use AI and other advanced algorithms to change the way that things are developed? Yeah, so I think that's one thing that we've been, you know, around for 175 years, mechanical design, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering. We are proficient in that. We're masters at that. We've got that process down really well. Generative design has been around for quite a while. How we've chosen to look at it and apply it to our products is really the unique fashion of that. So again, a couple of years ago, we started experimenting a little bit more with generative design. That's a function of AI where you've Mm -hmm. got a computer that's really generating what would normally be done by an engineer. And the first blush at that, our engineering community was very resistant and hesitant. They said, well, this computer is going to take my job away. 
And really what we've educated them on is it augments their job and it makes their job better. Because, you know, with 175 years of experience, you rely on what's been done in the past, what you've been taught at school and the traditional methodologies. And that can only expand so far. What the generative design now unlocks thousands of ideas that you don't have any bias as an engineer to apply to a certain product. Mm -hmm. So it becomes really exciting for us. It allows us to look at products in a different fashion, design in a different fashion, execution in a different fashion, really for the being of the end user and the consumer. If it makes the product lighter for them, faster for them, better designed for them, ergonomically fit in their hand better, then we win and we have an advantage in the marketplace. Yeah, I think so. And one of the things you mentioned is really interesting because we've written a lot about how artificial intelligence is not a job killer. It's a job category killer in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> some things that we're doing now we may not be doing in the future. But as far as jobs, one of the interesting things you talked about is this whole augmented intelligence role, which we love. And even though we're talking about this in the context of manufacturing and design and that sort of stuff, it's being applied all over the place. And, and part of that is that there's this movement towards this industry 4.0, right? So I know that Stanley Black & Decker, you're part of helping these companies move into this industry 4.0, which is the use of connective technologies and these advanced technologies to further advance the way that we design, build, and deliver products and services. So in general, how do you see this trend impacting the market that you're in? How do you see this helping your businesses and your customers create sort of more value in an industry that goes back millennia, right? Yeah. No. So. so great question. And what I get excited about being part of this organization is we have a whole team that's dedicated to Industry 4.0 based out of Connecticut. And they're doing just that, looking at how we can crawl, walk, and then run. We're not going to jump into Industry 4.0 tomorrow and, and make significant investments in everything, but we're starting to learn about where to apply it and how to apply it. And I think one of the most exciting things that we've saw is you know just robotics, putting them in the manufacturing plant. The initial reaction from the workers is, that robot's going to replace my job. Well, when we actually get in there and show them what the robot can do and how it can augment what they're doing, they say, this is fantastic. The robot can do the menial tasks that mm-hmm. I don't want to do as a worker, and I can go work now on really where the value add is. And when you think about robotic welding, you still need welders to train that robot, to teach that robot, to service it. There's a ton of work that can still be done. There's some retraining that may need to be done, some job-specific practices that may need to be relearned or retaught. But again, we really believe that the augmentation of robotics, AI, digital is going to progress us in Industry 4.0. Yeah, great. So, you know, this was a really informative podcast. I don't think that a lot of people may be realizing how tools are using AI. So I hope that this Mm -hmm. brought some light to that. So as a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond? Yeah. So, you know, we've touched on a lot of things. You know, if we start back with the end user, I think there's a lot in the construction sites, the demolition sites. We hear about autonomous vehicles and autonomous equipment. There's no doubt that that day is coming. How soon it's going to come is in question. We need to prepare ourselves to embrace that and really have tools that can augment how that's done. And then when you work all the way back in the manufacturing plant, there's no doubt that AI and data are going to play a crucial role. We've got to position ourselves, I believe, from a talent perspective to get the right talent in to be seen as a place that we're utilizing AI and digital, not just good engineering practices. So if we can augment that, if we can raise our talent mm-hmm. level, I think it well positions companies not only for ourselves but other companies in our industry to really make this movement happen. The key is getting started. Right. You got to get started. You can't resist it. You can't fight it. You can't say, I'm going to wait until it's here. It's too late at that point. So I would encourage anybody who hasn't looked about it, who hasn't thought about it, who doesn't think it applies to their business or their industry, start looking at it, get with some people and understand really how they're utilizing it out in their world. Mm -hmm. 
one of the interesting things, we had a podcast with a professor, I think it was Alex Wisner, who's talked about the four Ds, or I'm trying to remember which podcast it was, where you apply robotics technology to these areas where things are either dull or dirty or dangerous or dear, which means expensive. So are you thinking in the context of what you're looking at here at the Innovation Center and the specific role, are you seeing that this is primarily where you see AI and robotics technology being applied to these sort of dangerous and dirty and dull tasks that basically people, we need to be done, but people shouldn't be doing? I think so. I think you're absolutely right. What we look at is where can we be disruptive? Where is stagnant either industries Mm -hmm. or hardware or practices? And fortunately or unfortunately, we sit in a lot of those bubbles that intersect. So we're looking at that. Jeff Bezos had an interesting quote the other day of, you know, not looking at what is going to be new, but what's going to remain the same over the next 10 years. If we look there and start there and say, how can we apply AI and a digital lens to what we already know, Mm -hmm. we can unlock some really cool opportunities. It's not always about how can you come up with the next nanocrystal or the next technology and invent that, but how can you apply what's out there today? to a stagnant industry or stagnant manufacturing or operations facility. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think this is awesome. We really were excited. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast, it's hard for you to see what we're seeing here. We're at the Infrastructure Innovation Center just outside of Baltimore and Towson, Maryland, for those of you that are familiar with that which is one of the headquarters locations for Stanley Black and Decker. And we were touring around and we got to see this really great evidence of all the great innovation that's happening, looking at some things right there, the generative design and additive design right there. And we could tell you that it looks like there's a lot of interesting things in the pipe. So just want to thank Frank for inviting us here to the Innovation Center. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.